shot first. Come on, grab your friends. We're gonna talk about Star Wars and stuff with Connor Oled and Andrew Roman. The fun will never end. Greeter shot first. So, Andrew. Yes, Connor. I know you usually bring up most of the uh, extra Star Wars podcasts on this. Uh, you brought up Star Wars Minute. Uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars was like bookworms. Yeah, Star Wars bookworms, Star Wars Report. Yes, all shows the shows that I've tuned into in the past for sure. I finally got one under my belt that I know you haven't listened to yet. Okay, it's called Inside Star Wars. Okay, uh, it's narrated by it's created by a man and narrated by a man named uh, Mark Ramsey. Okay, uh, he's with the company called Wondery. Uh, but essentially, I didn't know what it, that I was going to expect to get this, but I was just, you know, flipping through Apple Podcasts and looking for something different. And it was a seven-part, like, docu-series, almost like an audio drama. Uh-huh. And it describes the story of George Lucas making Star Wars. Okay. And it was actually really entertaining. I learned a lot more stuff than I ever thought I would have actually learned. And it, it tells from all these different perspectives. Like, the, the majority of it is George Lucas's young life. Okay. And where he was like a, you know, a hot rod kid. Yes. Apparently he got into a bad accident. I never knew about that. I didn't know that actually. He almost died. Wow. Yeah. He like, (laughs) his dad gave him like a Fiat something, like a small Uh little car. Yeah. And he went and souped it up. Okay. To the point where he put on like racing, uh, like racing straps as like the, you know, the 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 seatbelts. Yeah. And according to this, they said that the only thing that saved him was that seat strap failing. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a one eighty, right? Yeah. <laughs> they said if if it hadn't failed, he would have been in it, and he would have been wrapped around a tree, which Ooh. is how his his car ended up. But it, since yeah. it failed, he got he went flying. He spent like the next four months in the hospital bed, and that's where he was like, I have to rethink my life. And I guess that's where kind of where Star Wars came from. Wow. And then there's also other sides of it too, like um, you know they they talk about like Carrie Fisher's early days and Harrison Ford basically just building doors in the background of George Lucas's like meetings. Uh-huh. Like for some reason Harrison Ford was just like hovering around George this entire time. I don't know. It's a great it's a great story, and honestly, like it taught me a lot more stuff that I never realized about the movie and like the way it was brought up. And it goes all the way to him selling it to Disney. Like oh, it's, wow. it's that recent. I did, and actually, I didn't realize that. I. When you first mentioned it to me, I was like, I'm not familiar with this, but I did hear something about this. I think yeah. actually, I think Inside Star Wars like got an endorsement on Star Wars Minute. Most likely. Um, and I started listening to it, but I was like, yeah, but I'm not actually ready for this right now. Yeah. Um, so I kind of put it aside, but... But yeah, that's that is actually pretty fascinating. And but I actually thought it was only about the making of the first movie. Yeah. The well, that, first that's movie. exactly what I thought too. And then I think it was either episode five or episode six because it's a seven-part series. Uh-huh. Uh, that's where they started being like, well, you know, he this is his world now. Like, yeah. you know, every overnight, Star Wars became yeah. a sensation, and it just it it just followed the whole career of it. Okay. So nice. To everyone out there listening, I would say give it a shot. It's called Inside Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And apparently they do a lot more things. Like I actually got this other podcast from the Wondery Group or whatever they call themselves um, called Inside Jaws. Yes. So I, I believe it's by like Mark guy. Ramsey does that as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm interested to read that or, you know, or listen to that rather and just uh-huh. kind of see where it goes. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought it'd be cool to bring it up because like I said, you usually bring up all the cool <laughs> podcasts. I finally have one. And then, like I said, it's not like it's not like us. It's not having a conversation. Yeah. He it's... actually acts out the thing. So it, okay. that's why I say it's like more of a docu-series uh-huh. drama. I don't know. And that makes more sense now in terms yeah. of why I it didn't register 
matter to me at first. But. It's like a 30-minute audiobook at that point. Yeah. And then it's in chunks, no less. So it kind of leaves cliffhangers, and you want to go after it. So yeah. What the heck? But now that it's all out there, you can just listen straight through. Yeah, which is <laughs> that's basically what I did. I was I drove through Ohio and West Virginia today. I listened to the entire story. So. Nice. <laughs> all right, enough about me. Enough about you. Let's talk to the audience because it's Uta Puta, everybody. Hello and welcome to Greedo Shot First. My name is Connor. I'm Andrew. And we are here to talk Star Wars, all things Star Wars, and anything even freaking related to Star Wars. I finally actually used that in... I did a Rust, Rust Belt Wristers episode last night. Really? Yeah, and I, I always feel like I screw up, like, my promo for this show. <laughs> because, like, I can never quite get your timing down. Aw. But I... <laughs> I just was like, I wasn't thinking about it, and I may have had a couple of beers while I was <laughs> recording that one because I was just getting so sad thinking about all the things that the Penguins have done. Oh my god! Recently. Right? Well, it's like freaking Phil Kessel. Yeah, there's well, going to be a surplus that. of hot dogs in this city. <laughs> that's that's right. That, that's all I know about the I guy. I got a <laughs> Emily, my my wife. If anybody doesn't remember this, uh, <laughs> at uh, this point, at after twenty, is this twenty seven? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Episodes, but. Uh, she was coming home from teaching a jazzercise class last night and mm-hmm. like Dick Sporting Goods was doing like a tent sale or something. Oh, okay. And so she's like, well, I can see like a whole bunch of like Pittsburgh sports stuff. I'm going to take a look. And then she's like, they have Kessel jerseys for $20. Oh my God. They were youth size. Uh, <laughs> but, well, you, but, but a youth large, extra large kind of fits me. Like yeah. the sleeves are too short, but like it's otherwise the dimensions look kind of normal or what the heck yeah you know so. or throw like a little hoodie on underneath it or around yeah. it or something like that call it a day yeah exactly so i That's feel cool. i feel comfortable wearing it <laughs> well cool man so yeah. wrong with that i the, uh, the last episode of yours i listened to the, the, the rust bell wristers you had a great opening i don't know if you do this for each one or not but it, it was the one you were talking about the stanley cup and I it was it. like operatic music i don't know yeah so it was just, it was just grand well, it's it's a version of the Boys of Winter, uh, which is the Pittsburgh Penguins theme song. Fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I heard that, and then I was like, you go back to listening to ours, and it's just me. <laughs> like, it's like, I, I can't live up to that. I don't know. I love, I, I believe that I've started doing a thing on our show. Okay. Like, where... After we do the cold open intro thing, mm-hmm. I completely derail us for five minutes, <laughs> and then we come back to the actual well, that's, topic. Well, what I mean, what else is new? This is what the people expect. This is well, what I expect. That's what I expect as well. There you go. But hey, to get at the root of it, let's talk about it. So today, uh, last time you know we got together, we talked about uh, your travels to yes. uh, San Diego and Anaheim and, and drove, te- yeah. Texas and <laughs> the hail and the thunder and the lightning and all the all the great stuff. But, some of it was great. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. It was it was a grand experience. Some of, some of it was great and powerful, like yeah. an act of God, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean, to all the same. Uh, yeah, so last time we didn't really get to talk a lot of uh, Star Wars news. Yes. So today we're going to do a Star Wars news roundup. We're going to kind of cover a lot of stuff that we hadn't talked about, you know, over the past month and everything like that. It's a new month now. It's July. So uh, we got a lot to catch up on. Yes. And, I mean, I guess there's no no other way to do it just to kind of jump right into it. 
All right. So I, I, you know what? I know you put it at the top of the list. Let's just talk <laughs> about it first. Okay, fine. We'll talk about the two biggest things that are like the, the most recently released. Yes. Yeah, first, these are super, like these are probably news to you. Yes. If you're listening to this when it first comes out, yeah, if, which if, will probably be on Friday. Yeah, if you're listening fresh yes. and all that kind of stuff. So for starters, uh, there's a new poster out for the new Star Wars Rise of the Resistance ride at Galaxy's Edge. Yes. And it looks super cool. It really does. I mean, it's like, I think it's like a better poster than what we've seen so far, like for episode nine or episode eight or. Well, yeah. I mean, I was going to say it kind of has that reminiscent feeling of like the Rogue One poster. I mean, for the most part, Star Wars posters do have like a similar flair when you look at them. And it depends on the artist, too. Yeah. But I mean, in the way of how it's stacked, like there's so much going on in this in this poster. It's hard to describe. So right at the bottom, it's just nice gold letters that say Rise of the Resistance. And then just above that, there's like a a BB droid, kind of like Uh BB-8. And then there's also an X-Wing with a pilot getting into it, as well as some turrets and some what look like black spires. I wonder why that is. (laughs) Uh, And then also right above that, you got, uh, you know, a a hodgepodge of stormtroopers firing their guns everywhere. And then some uh, AT-ATs firing their things. And then you get a big old silhouette of... uh, Kylo Ren looking menacing as heck. Yes. And then right up top in the sky, you have a blockade runner and an X-Wing running away from a Star Destroyer and a TIE Fighter. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot going on in this poster. Yes, there is. And, uh, (laughs) I mean, this is one of those, like, like, yeah, this is for a ride. Right. But I would still put this in my bedroom. Like oh, I would hang, sure. I would hang this above my bed if I was still a teenage kid. Like it, that's that, that's how cool and legit it looks. Yeah. So, and it should be interesting cuz you all right, so what you were telling me before, like tell yeah. me a little more about what you were saying. Well, so well, I guess you know, one of the big takeaways with this is like a lot of the imagery that we see in this poster mm-hmm. is exactly what you see at Galaxy's Edge. I can believe it. I mean, I already said as much. There's Black Spires because yeah. this is Black Spire Alpha. Yeah. So. And like, I feel like, like, I feel like I got really nerdy about like the spires themselves. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, tw- like we've dedicated two episodes this year already to me talking about like my Galaxy's experiences Edge. at right. Galaxy's Edge. And not to mention, we've also brought up Black Spire Outposts a couple times yeah, the, based because of with the, the books and, and yeah, the books and all that. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, <laughs> but so a lot of it, like they actually kind of capture in here, like in terms of the rocky outcroppings. Yeah. And I described the gun turret. Yes. Uh, it does look like it's just straight out of the poster. Yeah. Well, straight out of the park, whatever way you want to kind of dissect it. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes, exactly. Like, I think they actually took like a picture of it, like, like in uh, Disneyland and kind of put some filters on it, kind of made it look like it was a illustrated, but it might actually just be a picture. That's still like legit. Yeah. I have to think that they would probably sell this poster like at one of the gift shops when the time comes. I could definitely see that. Because I think Rise of the Resistance is due like in fall, right? Well, so that's actually kind of, ultimately that was the key takeaway for me. Right. Uh, even more, like the poster is awesome, don't get me wrong. But like, <laughs> it's interesting that they've finally announced when it will open. And it's going to be, I mean, strictly speaking, it'll be fall in Disney World. It'll be December 5th. Ah. But then... They're actually going to, you know, since Disneyland opened Galaxy's Edge first, right. they're going to do a little flip-flop thing, and it's not actually going to open in Disneyland until January. Well, after the movie. Yes. And this, this goes back to what we first talked about, that there might be potential spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, it. I mean, I think it's going to be its own unique experience, but yeah. I think it's going to 
potentially have some direct tie-ins to the film. I like that. So I want. So I imagine that's why they're only opening it two weeks before the film's due to come out. Well, I mean, honestly, like the one thing that I want the most from these new movies is basically just more background on the two sides that are fighting. Right. I mean, when it comes to the rebels versus the empire, I mean, you know, it. You don't have to go far to find out the basis of each care. You know, each factions like um you know they're what what they're i can't think of the word um the motivations yes sorry i don't know why i couldn't think of it sorry i got a bad motivator right now (laughs) star wars joke anyways uh yeah so i mean i know that you know the the rebels want to free the galaxy the empire wants to bring law and order and then you got the resistance who are trying to keep the first order from regaining all that law and order and everything by I don't know, tyrannical force, I guess. Right. But that's just it. Like, I've brought it up before, and, like, that's one of the things that, like, kills me about it. And, like, they try to even start, like, a dialogue about this with uh, the Battlefront 2 campaign. Yeah. So, like, it, it, towards the end of the campaign, which was, like, the DLC that you had to get, right? Right. You had to get, like, those extra missions when she was older. Yeah. Um, it kind of goes into, like, what happens once Starkiller bases, like, quote-unquote activated like right. for the first time because they take out the senate and then all of a sudden like that's just that's a cue for them to just go and start taking back system after system yes and i know that they probably bring up more of this in the books i mean or at least the the comic books right it, to a, to a, to an extent well except that there's not really a comic story that tells that story i mean there's, there's the, the poe dameron series but yeah m- almost all of that takes place before the force uh, awakens yeah the force awakens takes okay. place because that's honestly what I would think about, like, you know, I was thinking, like, maybe there is some answers in here, and, like, Black Squadrons dealt with some of this or something right. like that. I mean, there is some of, as I understand it, the final arc, which I still haven't read, mm-hmm. does move the story to kind of take place concurrent to the events of like Awakens. Uh, Force Awakens and Into the Last Jedi. Okay. So we kind of get to see some of the other Black Squadron members as they deal with the immediate aftermath yeah. of Starkiller you know, successfully detonating. Yeah. Um, but I, as I say, I actually haven't read it yet. And I think it's still, it's meant to be kind of open-ended in a way that will allow the story to kind of still grow from there. Yeah. Whether we see it like even in star Wars resistance or potentially in, you know, this film. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure in rise of Skywalker, that is to say, I'm sure, (laughs) um, the not not to be confused with the rise of the resistance. Yeah, I know. We're gonna, there's a lot of rising. And there's, today. It's rising and resistancing is <laughs> all there is today. It's, it's all it is. Well, all right. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said. You know, that's all I want. I want to learn more about that, and I want to learn more about just you know, like it, it's one of the big gripes that people give about like the, the timestamp between the two films because like, uh-huh. it's, it's literally the next day or the next hour or whatever, yeah. you know, we talked about that. Yeah. So it's like, I'm, I'm curious to learn more, more than anything else. I don't have any problems with it. It's just, I want to know more. Yes. So I'm patient enough for that. And like, I like the fact that the rise of Skywalker will take place about a year later. So it gives it that kind of like, oomph, gives it time for the characters to grow. Yes. Become more centralized and everything like that. But to that end, should we move on to the next uh, thing in line? We can do that. Here, um, if you don't mind, I'll oh. just kind of to close out Rise of the Resistance, yeah. the ride, I'll read the description from the Disney Parks blog. Ooh, hit it. Read it, son. Slow. When it opens, I'm not going to read it that slow. Okay. <laughs> so, so maybe, maybe the uh, 
my voice box thing will just record this part in slow motion and then Fair. I'll just leave it as is. Okay. Go ahead. Anyway, when it opens, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance will blur the lines between fantasy and reality and will put guests in the middle of a clim- climactic battle between the First Order and the Resistance. Guests will be recruited to join Rey and General Organa at a secret base. Mm. Along the way, they will be captured by a First Order Star Destroyer. With the help of some heroes of the Resistance, they break out and must escape the Star Destroyer, protect the secret base, and stay one step ahead of Kylo Ren. So is that, do you think that'll mean we'll not only see Rey, but like some, like, or, like Leia? I mean, that sounds crazy to me. Yeah. But maybe we will. I mean, it, it could totally just be a name drop. Yeah. For all we know. And I mean, they, they might pull in Poe Dameron to do a couple things here and there and stuff like that. Yeah. I so. mean, I, I think that... I mean, I think even if you look in this poster very cl- like closely, mm-hmm. the X-wing at the top of the screen kind of almost looks like his like Black Squadron leader. Ooh, like his black, like his black yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, keep it up in the air. I mean, but still, that sounds interesting. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that like maybe we will see a little bit of like Poe or something like that. It's already been confirmed as much that there will be, uh, you know, a Kylo. Uh, yes. Appearance. Right. I mean, that's I mean, obvious with the the poster and everything. But uh-huh. they've said as much from the beginning that you'll encounter Kylo at some yeah. point. And if you and like, and even going back to like the feature that I think it was Attraction Magazine did. I think so. Yeah. About Galaxy's Edge, like yeah. before either of the parks was open, et cetera, et cetera. Long time. They re- <laughs> long time. <laughs> they they released one image that kind of shows Kylo Ren like coming out of this giant projector screen. Yeah. Um, mm. And they included that image in the Disney Parks blog That's cool. link as well. So presumably it is part of the ride. Well, I'd hope so. I mean, like I said, to add some menace to it and everything like that. Yes. <clears throat> All right. So the next uh, bit of business uh, was a bit of breaking news yesterday. Yes. I, I actually caught this fresh, which I was excited about. Like, it's one of the things I always talk about on the show is like, I always gripe about the fact that, like, as soon as we have a show, we end it, something great comes out the very next day. Yeah. This is what, you know, this is what we were able to catch. So, uh, the Sith Stormtrooper has been revealed on the Star Wars show online. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trooper armor is red and has a more modern and fierce depiction versus other First Order troopers. And San Diego Comic-Con will have a full Stormtrooper exhibit with armor displays and featured toys exclusive only to San Diego Comic-Con. Now, they showed pictures of the armor and everything like that, as well as, like, they have some hot toys and, like, Funko Pops and whatnot. Uh The armor looks legit. Yeah, Um, it does. So, I mean, I already said as much, just, you know, it's it's more modern and, like, kind of more fierce. But what's your opinion on, like, the mask and the armor itself? Like, the mask alone is, like, a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's... Fundamentally, it's not all that different. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, some people I saw like on the Star Wars Reddit were kind of like making jokes about like, that's not the Sith Trooper that I know. The Sith Trooper that I know is from Knights of the Old Republic or, oh, or the Old Republic. Like actual Sith Troopers. Yeah, like exactly. In the Sith Empire. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's just it. Like, as far as I can tell, no one's really brought up. They've brought up Sith like m- like minute times. Well, yeah, we'll we'll have to get into that part. Okay, it. because yeah, you're right. We have like, you know, Kylo. As far as we're concerned, is not a Sith. No, he's... Snoke was not a Sith. Yeah, but now all of a sudden, 
there's Sith troopers in the First Order. Doesn't make any sense at all. No. And I mean, it's not like Kylo was trying to go for it in the first place. Like, he said as much that he was going to, he wants to let the old ways die. Yeah. Or like the old, you know, just let it go. You know, you're still holding on. All that yeah. kind of crap. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway. Yeah, yeah go the, ahead. The uh, helmet, it has like, so the top part of it is, as I said, kind of largely unchanged, but it has these ridges in it that are very profound that you've never seen on a stormtrooper helmet before yeah it's got like a very uniform design that way i mean i don't know what the lines have to represent if they're kind of like i don't know extra armor or something like that right because i also try to like obviously with them being red that you kind of want to equate them to um the praetorian yes is that how i say it yeah the praetorian guards that snoke had right as well as the imperial guards right that palpatine had yes so there's already rumors flying around right now that like Palpatine's going to be showing up, right? Yes. And well, Fe- I don't, I don't think they're rumors. Oh yeah, he's totally in there, and then it's freaking yeah. Jar Jar or something <laughs> like that, you know. But all I'm getting at is like, <clears throat> are these troopers loyal to Kylo, or are they made specifically to Palpatine's the you know specifications or something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. I mean, when it comes to the Imperial Guards, the Red Guards. Like, there's already a wicked history behind them. Yes. Like they have, they're the fierce. Like they're the they're the fiercest of the fiercest, or you know, yeah. the best of the best of the best. Yeah. That yeah. kind of crap. Yeah, with unbelievable, like you know, in, like almost impossible to complete training. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, they, and they, like they have to kill each other. I guess that's how they win, or something uh-huh. like that. Like it's it's the Imperial Guards have to fight each other, and whoever doesn't die gets the job. Basically, yeah, it's like that hardcore. Yeah. So and and there's also rumors that they go through like a lot of like, uh, you know, kind of cybernetic enhancement or, right. or bottle, you know, body horror kind of manipulation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I would definitely think that these these types of troopers could be an offshoot of that. Um, but the other thing to note with this helmet is there's kind of like an extra face within the face mask part. So let me take a look at that. Cause I, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. Like right off the bat, I'm just thinking of myself, like the, uh, the eye, like the lenses are much thinner than you would typically see. Uh, you know, the kind of, I mean, it, it's kind of a combination of like what the clone troopers used to have, where it was kind of the Mandalorian visage at first right? versus, you know, actual stormtroopers where it was just the bubble eyes, like the bubble lenses. Yes. Kind of put them together almost. Uh-huh. And that's kind of and what you get. Yeah. I don't know. But where's the face? I'm trying to figure that out. Well, it just seems like, so if you kind of follow the eyes down, then there's kind of like this additional opening Ooh. of like black that yeah. then continues all the way down to where the mouthpiece would be. Right. Yes, I see that. Okay. So yeah, it's a wow. That is weird. And then like the there's like these two like the middle it still has like a red you know <laughs> tint to it. Right. It's like this is really hard to describe. I know, I know. Um but they kind of have these like raised ridges in that as well, which is something that we haven't seen before that yeah. I can think of. Well, I mean, yeah, every other uniform we've seen so far, even for the first like first order troopers, it's all been smooth. Yeah, to the to the you know for the most part. Right, like the way that this is shaped, it almost doesn't look like it would even fit like a human face, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for all we know, it could be cybernetic or a droid or something like that. What know? if they're actual Sith? 
like re- like revive Sif? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying that would be a great idea. You think about like Darth Nihilus. He did all these great, terrible things when he was alive. He's like, I have risen again. Why am I in red armor? What's the deal? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you're my trooper now. It's like, what? <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> it looks legit. Like, I've never seen more detailed like armor like this before yeah no for sure i mean even extending down from there there's kind of like this ridged piece on like the shoulders yeah and that extends into like the breast breastplate area yeah that like we haven't seen detail like that before you know once again normally the stormtrooper armor is just you know smooth or just barely contoured yeah and then i mean it's it still has that same flavor you get with a you know your other stormtroopers where it's you know it's it's obviously just pieces of armor versus like a whole set you step into. Yeah. Stuff like that. And you can see what looks like a flashlight potentially like mounted to his one shoulder. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's prepared for anything. Yeah. If that's the case, which is cool. Which is cool. Because I feel like that's always been like a knock on Stormtroopers is that it's just like it would be so easy to just have this stuff built into your pack. Right. Or just uh, have, I mean, they already, they already say as much, or they present as much that like stormtroopers are almost ready for anything. Like even as far back as a new hope, like think about yeah. it. They had the, the rope, yeah. you know, the grappling hook. Yeah. So, I mean, what the heck? Um, but it's just like, I don't know. I'm more interested to see how they play into the story. I don't know if they're going to be just, you know, your random come and go trooper, mm-hmm. you know, but to that end. So. The other side of it that I said, they're going to have like an actual like armor exhibit at San Diego Comic-Con. Yes. So beyond this, they're, they're obviously this is going to be the center of attention. It's the Sith Trooper while they're there. But they're going to have regular stormtroopers, First Order stormtroopers, Shore troopers, okay. Death troopers, nice. TIE pilots. Um, I think there's an AT-AT pilot going to be there as well. Oh, wow. Scout troopers. All the stuff that we've seen in movies before, like all the armor that's actually been made yeah. is going to be on display. It's going to be movie accurate stuff. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see. That'll be fascinating. Yeah. I would but, love to come and like, just like study the detail. In well, it. I agree. I, I kind of, you know, I talked about like Star Wars launch bay last episode. Yeah. And like, that's like the older I get, the more I get geeked about like the actual like movie. The detail. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know. it's more than flashing lights, you realize that there's actually stuff going on. So right. it's like, wow. Yeah. You know. But it's kind of like I feel this change b- between like, oh, like I love this universe, be and then it, and it's kind of moving to like, I just love how they make this universe. It's true. You know? Yeah. Which is why like you're making Star Wars inside Star Wars or inside Star Wars, early, or inside yeah. Star Wars is, is so uh, that's just it relevant. And, yeah. I mean, he was talking. I, I mean the. To go back to what we were talking about at the beginning, like it was George Lucas was talking to himself and like when he was making the first drafts and he's like, the adventures of Mace Windu and his Padawan CJ Thorpe. And it's like, <laughs> and you just hear him crumble up the ball and throw it at the wall. <laughs> it's like, nah, that's not going to work until yeah. he realized that it's like he was saving it for somebody else. Yes. But yeah. So I'm all for that. Like, you know, I, I mean, I would, I know personally, if I ever got the chance, I would love to see like the models for all the starships and everything like that. Like the original, like small models. There's a part of me inside that like, you know, when I was younger and I was playing with like the hot wheels versions and stuff like that, of all the little spaceships, I would see these models and like stock photos of George Lucas just in his room and everything like that. Yeah. Like just chilling in the background of his office. They look like toys. And like to a little kid, it's like, I need to get in there. Yeah. I want to, I want to play with everything. But yeah, I can't can't buy that toy. Where'd he get a copy of it? Basically. Basically, yeah. So it's just like, what the heck? But yeah, so I don't know. I mean, 
if you if anyone's living out in there in San Diego or going to the San Diego Comic Con uh, in the coming week, I think it's this coming weekend, uh, like the 18th through the 21st. That sounds right. Um, yeah, keep an eye out for this. Uh, I know that they're also going to be doing a little more detail on it, and there's rumors going around that we're probably going to get some more uh, trailer footage yes. or something like that. Which I kind of have a mixed feeling on uh, about. What? And, well, and I don't want to necessarily bat two out of order, but there's. So you're familiar with like the ring theory, the alleged ring theory of like the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy? Actually, maybe not. What's the deal? That basically Lucas told the story in, in a reverse. circular... Well, Oh, oh. Yeah. Four through six, one through three. Well, I mean, Nine yes, he clearly did that. But, yeah. But just insofar as like there's always like these kind of... There's these points that resonate between the films, like, you know, this minute in episode one is the same as this minute in episode six, oh. and, like, it kind of works in a circular pattern that that way. Mm. I mean, I'm not the biggest ring theory believer, okay, but I think somebody at, like, a current Lucasfilm believes <laughs> in it, because... There's some parallels between the episode one trailer and the episode nine trailer that are really freaking cool. All right, go at it. Well, so the very first like text line that we see is that every legend has a beginning. Right. In oh. the episode one trailer. And then by episode <laughs> nine trailer, we see this. every... Yeah, every yeah. story has a legend or something like that. Yes. I honestly thought you were talking about episode nine when you started with it. So you're right. That does make some sense. I don't know why I was like... I think my favorite teaser trailer I always come to mind is the Attack of the Clones teaser, where it was just the breathing. Okay. I always think about that before I even think about like the very first trailer for Phantom Menace. Yeah. Oh, man. This was also in the golden days, man. Like, when you were like... When well, you when there wasn't s- a lot of trailer... Like, it, you couldn't just go online and watch sit, it. Right. Yeah. You actually had to go to a movie and sit there and see it. And I, I remember thinking to myself, like, I was a kid. I was like... I'm just going to go for the trailer. Like, I'm just going to well, go in for the previews. Yeah. We'll talk Whatever. about this when we talk about something else. <laughs> yeah. But, we'll, we'll save it for another time. I but I, I have some details about the episode one trailer. All right. Hey, I'm all for it, man. We'll hit it uh, up. Yeah. But yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I guess I'm just saying, like, I feel like the episode nine trailer that we got was, like, pretty much perfect. I don't want to necessarily learn that much of the story through the trailers. No. Um. And at the same time, like I feel like there is this nice kind of synergy between that trailer and like the episode one trailer. Not that episode one is my favorite movie by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, no. Um, but it's just kind of like it's perfect as is. You know, just kind of even if they just want to kind of do like a different cut of things that we kind of already know are going to happen. Right. But like, I don't want to necessarily see more plot. No, I mean, if anything, don't. I mean, don't spell it out. I mean, uh, the trailers are definitely notorious for doing that these days where it's like you see the entire, I mean, the last, the latest trailer I can give you an example for is that Hobbs and Cobbs, whatever the heck it is. Hobbs like that, and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw, the yeah. Fast and Furious knockoff. Uh-huh. Um, because it's like, they're like, okay, you two hate each other. So we're going to put you in a team and then you got to fight Idris Elba. And blah, 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 blah. anyways, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we're out of guns. I gotta go back home and get more guns. Oh wait, we don't have any guns anymore, gang. So we're gonna fight with our hands. Yeah. That's the plot of the movie, right there. Yeah. Right. Well, definitely. Yeah. So I mean, like, what's the point? Like, yeah. you saw it, and like you see the sequence. I mean, well, so I saw 
uh, Spider-Man. Yes. I know you saw Spider-Man yeah. as well. And so I feel like this we're talking about Wah-na-na. the same version of the trailer. Wah-na-na. Yeah. Um, but... I'm Block Superman or whatever he says. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. That guy, yeah. But like, there's the scene where like The Rock goes to his home. Right, Like right, right. his Samoan home. Yeah, and it's like, Mama, where's the where's the guns? Yeah. I have to get rid of a mommy or whatever that yeah. is. Like, but it's yeah. like, clearly that's where the final battle is going to take place. Right, like, exactly. There's no chance that that's like a misdirection or anything. So you put that up against like the trailers that we got for Endgame. Right. You didn't learn a single freaking thing. Right. Right. Well, just think about all the trailers you did see before yeah. the movie actually came out and try and remember what even fed yeah. into it, you know? Well, and that's, that's something that Marvel Studios is really good at is that they literally film a whole bunch of extra crap to put in trailers and throw you that off. don't happen in the actual story. That's true. If, apparently, it's like... Every movie since, I want to say it was like maybe Civil War, they've had, like within the theatrical trailer for it, there has been a scene that is totally not in the movie. That makes sense to me. I mean, it's it's perfect. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm like, I'm very interested to see kind of just how it comes out, but I want to keep an eye out. I'm kind of hopeful that not only... We'll, we'll not only get like another trailer for episode nine, but maybe even one for Mandalorian. Yeah. I'm fingers crossed for that right now. Now that I could get behind like that. Maybe they'll, you know, they'll probably have a new cut for that. Yeah. Maybe it'll include some of the sizzle reel stuff that they didn't release. I would love that. I mean, it's like, that's all you have to do. Like if yeah. you want to pump up some numbers, like pre numbers for Disney plus, this is the way to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just me. Um, but yeah, that's enough about that. If you're out in San Diego next week, have fun. Have fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. This is one I'm very excited to talk about. Yes. There's more details in Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga that's come out. Uh-huh. So the last time we talked about it, we kind of just like, we were like speculating, oh, is it going to be a remaster? Oh, is it, you know, going to be redone? It is a completely new game. Yeah. Which good that's it's, good it's pretty awesome yeah so i've actually seen people online say as much as like they're they don't want they don't want it to be uh um like they don't want any voice dialogue or anything like that where i'm the opposite i kind of want that yeah i mean why not so yeah, I, I guess i could i appreciate like that the original games didn't have that but I don't know. It we charm. live in a yeah, we and that had a, that does have its charm, but like we live in a different era now. Yeah. You know? And there's something to be said for as much as anything like it it kind of makes the games more accessible for for kids, which is who the game is targeted at anyway. Right. <laughs> there's no way it's like, you know, it's it's not kids who are going to be buying this game. It's going to be me and Eva waiting in line. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys might be some of the only like day one people, but most likely. I mean, I told you as much the Force Awakens lego game that i got we got like the supreme edition so uh-huh. it came with like a lego set and like a little lego uh fin in a stormtrooper armor which is really sweet mm-hmm. so stuff like that but yeah, yeah. i don't nice. know <laughs> uh so but, i mean to get at it so like i'm personally hoping that they do the dialogue thing because it would just make the most sense right um and it's not like they don't do a good job of it like there's other there's other instances where they've had dialogue in lego games and it's worked for them uh-huh. you know but like we said before like the early Star Wars Lego games was it just was, and they were yeah. able to tell the story by not talking somehow. Well, but I think mostly at what point, like, but here's my genuine question: is like, it was easy for us because when the original Star Wars like Lego Star Wars game came out, we were still like 
teenagers and, and had probably seen the movies a hundred times already. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, we're we're so we know the movie by heart. Yeah. So it's like you know you 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 are saying the lines as you go. Yeah. But now, well, exactly. Like you could almost like act the scene out. Like yeah. You know, because they would kind of put a, a very reasonable facsimile in there. <laughs> I think my favorite thing is usually is like the when they had to emphasize that the character was mad or e- like evil. It was just like they would just show their teeth and go, Arr! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, I'm excited for that. And then not to mention like besides what we saw just in like the little teaser trailer they released, they've also released details that there's going to be more planets you can visit. There's going to be more ships that you can fly, and this time, apparently, you're going to be able to go from planet to space in real time like you're mm-hmm. going to actually be able you could take an x-wing uh-huh. from the Lars like homestead on tatooine fly all the way to Jabba's place drop something off and then actually go into orbit uh-huh. and then fly from there to any other planet that's available in the game and that's that's a game changer like i mean right we don't get that level of like exploration in in most games no but the, I, I mean i've brought this up to you the 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 superheroes too uh-huh. lego and that one is kind of traversing that way because it's just a giant city that you have to fly through, and right. including things that are up in the sky. You have to fly to them. Yeah. But I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Um, I don't remember exactly. I just, <laughs> but I appreciate. Like, I like. I wonder if there will even be like some opportunities to like explore, kind of, you know, maybe some sources that we don't see in the films. Ooh. I mean, I'm you know maybe that's asking too much, but like you know maybe you can kind of like fly to. Uh, you know, a planet that appears like in a book, but maybe you don't hmm. get to uh, see it in the films. What if they did like Lothal? Like what they yeah, made Lothal? Well, and that them? might be actually a better example would be like a planet like Lothal or like some of the major Clone Wars planets. Right. Uh, Ryloth. Yeah. Uh, Onderon. Well, yeah. So the, the the Force, getting back to the Force Awakens one. So they had Dakar. They had Starkiller Base. Uh-huh. They had, um, not Tatooine, they had Jakku. Right. Um, all the all the big ones that you remember from the movie, basically. They had Endor, um, because the beginning of the game actually starts at the Return of the Jedi, like the final battle of Endor. Okay. So it's interesting in that aspect. But yeah, it, it's all over the place, and you get the DLC and yada yada yada. So to that end, like you could do a star map, like they did, where it's just fast travel to this planet and mm. stuff like that. Yeah. Or. You know, like I said, free explorer, free explorer. Yeah. And they've said as much that the way it's going to be set up, it, it's kind of the way that most Lego games are done now is that you can, you, you'll be on the story. Uh-huh. And then once the story's over, you're free to explore whatever area you've opened. Mm-hmm. So like, no matter what, like if you're going through, let's say you're going through episode one, it's going to be like six missions long, right? As soon as those six missions are done, you can go back, you can free play those missions and get everything you didn't get, as well as explore all the areas that it did open up. Mm-hmm. And that's the other side of Lego, too, is where it limits like how much you can see at one time because you actually have to unlock these characters as you go. You might need someone who can you know, use a wrench here or someone who could use the force there. Yeah, You're not going to always have these characters, and thus that's the replayability. Yeah. So I'm proud to say, by the way, that we did just get 100% on Jurassic Park. <laughs> not to sound like we don't have lives, but even I were very proud of that's- that. I mean that's awesome. That is not an easy accomplishment. Oh uh, yeah, as and we've talked about with with Lego games in the past. I was just say I think easy the, to pick up, very difficult to master. Yeah, exactly. It's easier to put down because you just get frustrated. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, just hearing all these details and everything like that, and just seeing how they're like pushing it forward and not just like revamping everything, or at least not rehashing everything, mm-hmm. makes me that much more excited for it. Like we've talked about Fallen Order a lot, right? But like I'm pumped 
yeah. way more pumped for this Lego game. And I think that's totally fair. I mean, you know, I'm, I guess I'm willing to give the team that is making Fallen Order the benefit of the doubt, even though it's still an electronic arts game. Mm-hmm. But, like, we don't have much to worry about in terms of Lego Star Wars. No, We know can't. it's going to be fun. We know yeah. it's going to be good. It's going to be cute. Yeah. It's going to be perfect. It'll play as well as any other Lego game. Gonna Which is going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but so I, I mean, I do think there's kind of this sense in the fan base overall that's kind of like, I'm really excited for this because I know it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic for this because I believe in the people that are making it, mm-hmm. but I don't believe in the company that's producing it. Yeah, I mean that's that's <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You're looking forward to it. Yes. Can't go wrong with that, man. Yeah. You know, it's not going to come out until probably next year because of. Being right. Skywalk Saga. Yeah, exactly. It's like Rise of Resistance, like we were talking before. You have yeah. to wait yeah. and let that all come out. So, to get at the other game we were talking about, yes. Jedi Fallen Order. <gasps> Look, this guy got it right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been practicing. That's um, good. <laughs> they released a longer video of the gameplay, so it's yes. now almost like now a solid half hour. Uh-huh. And uh, the, the gameplay opens up super sweet. I don't know if you actually got a chance to watch the video. I haven't watched it, but I, they do discuss this in the Game Informer cover story from a couple months ago. Right. I actually, yeah, I, ha- I I got that magazine, so I was able to catch up on it myself. Yeah. But this, like, just the design alone. Uh-huh. I remember, I mean, I did watch this with Eva. She was actually interested in, like, seeing, you know, what was going on with the gameplay and everything. And I was trying to tell her, I was like... These like these AT-ATs just came out of this swamp. Yeah, like it was cool. Like at first, your character's just swimming, yeah, know, just minding his own business, and all of a sudden they come out like lothi- l- 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 like big at big monsters. <laughs> I can't speak today, gang. I'm sorry. Um, and they're covered in like vines and like just growth and seaweed and stuff like that. Yeah, and you kind of have to go shadow the Colossus on them and mm-hmm. climb and, like, the vines. Climb, yeah, and it's cool. Yeah, so, I really like that. Yeah. And, and I think some of the action surrounding that is going to have some of that like quick timey kind of element to Most it as likely. well. Most likely, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So to that end, it's just—I mean—it adds more aesthetic to things we already know. It brings back that much more fan service and everything like that. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking like they just look like they had beards, like the AT-ATs, yeah. <laughs> right? And then you can get in there, uh, you know, take out the crew, and then you can actually pilot the AT-AT yourself. Yes. Now they've depicted the AT-AT in other formats, other games. Right. And I mean, even Battlefield 2, etc. Battlefront 2, yeah. Um, Battlefront. You're right. Um, <laughs> but this was the first time where I remember I even told Eva as much. I said, like, man, that thing's fast. Yeah. Like, you play with anything else, and it's just a very slow, shuffling kind of walk. Yeah. But this AT-AT, it's like Mach 5 for it, you know? Right. It's like it's flying through Kashyyyk's just wasteland or whatever. It's like yeah. taking out everybody. Yeah. But it was legit. And then there was one point where Saw comes up onto the thing. Somehow he could see into the visor, which, you know, you never thought it was tinted or something like right. that. I mean, you'd think it'd be, like, ratioed in such a way that, like, no when one... you're literally, you know, firing <laughs> these ginormous laser cannons, like, off the sides right that it wouldn't like damage the eyes of the pilots <laughs> yeah it just doesn't make any sense yeah but yeah it was just you know he saw you and then you work together and then you got to see more about how like the uh the fast travel and everything works uh-huh. so you got to see his ship and his crew uh-huh. um i forget the the name of the species but like his pilot is kind of like um ready from uh solo uh-huh. Uh, the uh, the like four on monkey kind of looking. Yeah, guy. I can't remember what the heck that that species is called. Yeah, it's I'm blanking as well <coughs> right now. But 
But Eva saw that, and she saw the African-American woman standing next to her to see her, uh-huh. and basically said, that's aren't they from solo and i was like and i was like i don't think they are she's like no that's the forearm guy and i was like yeah but he's got white hair yeah and he died yeah <laughs> but know? i mean i guess you know timeline wise timeline wise it's, it's probably work. pretty close yeah and then like i was like but that's not her because the what's her name had a uh what the heck she had a british accent where seer doesn't have one what's to say what well, well fanny newton plays that woman but i forget her character yeah name. it's killing me right now i was it was gonna say jazz that's wrong it's like um jazz amari yeah <laughs> it's a different character she's a cool character uh i don't know uh, it's gonna it's gonna kill me i know it's something like it's not a rosie or something right all right all right you're looking it up but regardless <laughs> you get to see the inside of the ship and you get to see how it's all set up and we had talked before about like how um you know fast travel and everything would work and like world building and whatnot so it kind of looks like this ship will be your center hub it'll be the area you go to to do upgrades to rest to you know do put on new costumes or whatnot val val i knew it was something like that yes okay because you wanted to play the val accord ha 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 that's funny now <laughs> oh man all right anyways that's a deep cut um, but yeah, so, uh, you get to see all those characters and everything go at it and do their thing. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm more interested to see how it kind of plays out. It's definitely piquing my interest even more. I mean, the latter half of the, uh, video is just what you already saw in like the first, uh, previewed, uh, gameplay that came out like a month or so ago. Right. Otherwise, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's shaping up to be pretty interesting. I will say that uh, apparently there were some criticisms about the lightsaber color and design. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. Which seems kind of, I mean, a little ludicrous. Yeah. And like, I don't feel like, I mean, A, the the important thing to remember is like, you know, the gameplay that they have shown is in very much still like pre-production quality. It's it's not final. Yeah. And to that end, it looks like it should be final for any kind of like random game. Right. But... I mean, I I don't remember there being an issue with the lightsaber. I, I mean, I wasn't focused on that. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I, I guess for both of us, we're more worried about like the world around it. Yeah. Not to be like, well, I have to see what's going on. You know, his his hilt has to be the right measurements or something like that. Yeah. You know, like I don't think we neither one of us are. I that mean, if we're gonna be like concerned about that, then I have some bad news for people that like the prequels. Yeah, like, exactly. Because like all of that stuff was CGI, so like the scale of it changes from shot to shot. Oh yeah, no, like it, constantly. And the more that I watch those movies, the more I'm like, yeah, that it happens. You just gotta <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah, you know, enjoy what you can, and it's just like bare your teeth through the rest. That's yeah. kind of how I look at it. Yeah, like ha- I and mean, like most of the scenes, it doesn't look like people's feet are actually on the ground; <laughs> like they're walking about two inches above the ground. Right. Yeah, and then uh, they, I mean, they, they it was like an honest trailer or something that I watched, and it was basically just like the prequels was people talking, people sitting people talking while they sat people standing up to talk only to sit again and talk yeah. some more and it's like yeah, it's so true like what the heck's going on so but yeah um ooh, you're okay sorry it's okay Everybody. we got callie in here she's just saying hi you're okay baby girl but anyways no um so yeah i, I mean i don't i don't have anything to say about it i think what they were really missing they, they the one big deal was that like they there's a white like the 
I don't know, the white flash in the middle of the blade, if that makes any sense to anybody. Essentially what it is, is like, you know, instead of being a solid blue color, it's more of a white blade with a blue outline. And that's, that's what the quote unquote, like official look of the lightsaber is supposed to be, Uh which is like, I've never paid that much attention to it, but I guess it's true. Yeah. I mean, that's, well, that is kind of how the original trilogy lightsabers work. I would argue. Yeah. And I mean, it's, that's, like I said, that's also brass tacks. Like if you're really getting that nitpicky about it, you know, like, and also they're taking the criticism and they're changing it. Like they, that you can tell that they want to try and do good. Like they know that they're, they're, you know, they're, their jobs are on the line, essentially. You know yeah. what I mean? So they want to make sure that they can do right. So I don't know. I, personally, I feel like it's going to be a good game. I'm excited to see how it comes out and just kind of go from there. Yes. Um, but to finish out a little more of the Jedi Fallen Order news, apparently they have announced a, a new, like like a mini-series run for of comics for uh, Jedi uh, Fallen Order. Uh-huh. It's called Jedi Fallen Order uh, Dark Temple. And it's set uh, before the events of Fallen Order. Uh-huh. It follows the character Seer, the African woman, uh, African American woman that we've seen, mm. and her master. So it turns out she's actually a Jedi, I guess. Yeah. And uh, it, it kind of follows her, her, uh, you know, her events leading up to what would be the events of uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh-huh. So it's it'll be interesting to see. It's it's supposed to be a five part miniseries comic, and um, I don't know. I mean. I'm always down to read a little bit more, and if I get into this game, I, I think I will want to actually like get into it a little bit more, because the comics always do a great job of getting things set up, you know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, normally, it's like, the kind of backstory is normally never not, or is normally not that important, mm-hmm. but it's always nice to kind of have that just little extra picture of the world that we are stepping into at that time. Right. And, I mean, that's the unique side of it, too, is that, like, when it comes to Jedi, you know, around the time of the Jedi Purge, each Jedi's had a different experience yeah. from the Purge. You and know? I think that's something that we've learned a lot of, like, in kind of the new Disney perspective on things is just, like, you know, it's they kind of paint it as though there's a lot more Jedi that potentially survived the actual Order 66, right. but still were hunted down well before right. the, yeah, well before the events of... It's all through the comics. Yeah. I mean, I, half of the Vader comics are him just chasing down other, you know, runaway Jedi. Right. Um, and then, I mean, the same thing goes for, you know, we learned in the Rebels. That's what the Inquisitors are literally made for, is just to hunt down the remaining Jedi. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a crazy back and forth in that in that case. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm always interested to see what kind of story they have, like where they were, when this all went down. Because it's kind of that thing of asking, you know, you ask yourself, like, where were you when this major event happened, right? Yeah. And that's just And that's it. just kind of how they address that story. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. That's, uh, I thought that was pretty exciting. Um, and uh, it should be coming out uh, just right before the game actually comes out itself. So, you know, end of summer, early fall, I think, is when it's due out. Uh, and yeah, something to look forward to. Another Marvel comic. There you go. Um, all right, so to kind of round it out and uh, finish off today, it's like three more little topics. They're um, all kind of related. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm kind of doing it. So let's go. Let's just start right at the top. This one, I'm actually, I would, I would be pumped for. Uh-huh. Uh, Dave Batista uh, of Drax fame, yes, uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy, is being considered for the role of Darth Bane. Yes. So, and if anyone doesn't know who Darth Bane is. I would recommend right now looking up a picture of Darth Bane and then looking at a picture of Drax. 
and you'll see why I think it's perfect. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you know, physically, it it's dead on. Like right. he would he would absolutely crush that role. Well, that's just I mean, from the books, from like the Path of Destruction and the Two Sith and everything like that. Uh, all of the Bane books that I've read, they've always described like the first and foremost thing that they describe about Bane is the fact that he's just he's muscle. Yeah, like he's nothing but muscle. Yeah. So I mean. Who, who, yeah, you want Dave Batista. So right. You, no, you know. abs- absolutely. And I mean, then, like, the, the Drax makeup with the with the tattoos under the eyes. Yeah. It's not really like it's up. not even like a stretch to kind of see, you know, that kind of played out. Exactly. Um, and, like, I think he could pull it off. Like, I know that, like, he's, he's more comedically, you know, inclined when it comes to this Guardians rule. But he's also very like serious and like in your face too. Yeah. So I feel like you could do that. Yeah, I, I guess my thought when it comes to like his acting chops, and it's not to say that I don't think he has the chops. Mm-hmm. It's just that kind of very similar to this is my second time referencing the rock in this episode, <laughs> which is weird. It's okay. But, they could have went for the rock. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but I, don't I mean that it's would work. yeah. I mean so, you know, the whole thing with Batista is he is a former wrestler mm-hmm. like the rock right and i just kind of get this same vibe from that the rock has that like the rock wants to be entertaining right like he's not you know he loves to do these action adventure movies where like he can be funny he can be kind of sexy he can be <laughs> like but he can also like kick some ass right right and, you know but it, and like that's just the role like he doesn't do a lot that doesn't fit into those three things that's very I would true argue. like almost all of his movies have that kind of criteria yeah i can see that and like i just feel like and this is probably because i don't think i've really seen dave Bautista outside of like the Marvel. mcu yeah that i just don't know if you know i i can't hardly see him just playing like a super straight hard-edged <laughs> character like darth bane all right so uh, I've I've I haven't seen it myself, but uh-huh. uh, he was in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, yes. which is a very serious. Yeah, role but in definitely. There's no there's no humor in that. Yeah, it's very depressing, very sad. So, I've heard nothing but good things about his you know his role in that whatever mm-hmm. capacity he was in it. You know, he did a very good like serious role. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, even I got a chance to see uh, an early viewing of Stuber. If you've heard of that, right? Uh, and I mean that that's more of an action buddy cop. Like you know, comedy. Yeah, but it was still really good. Like it, it was Dave Batista was the star uh-huh. alongside you know Camille Namjiani, but like he actually pulled it off, and like I, he was really entertaining, and you know it wasn't like he mumbled his lines or anything like that. You know he, he delivered everything perfect, and I could totally see it. I mean, I I just like I would personally, I feel like if the, if you can get him to sit down and just kind of like read a line of dialogue. Uh, from you know the Bane book or something right, like that. Yeah. Like, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I I could. I feel like I could see it. Uh-huh. So I'm with you, physique and like his looks and everything like that. Straight on. Yeah. But I would want to actually hear him read some lines before I'd be like, mm, maybe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, anyone but John Cena at this point. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if John Cena could pull that off. Who uh, Who are you talking about? Uh, Bane. Oh, God, John Cena! (laughs) I'm a freaking idiot. All right. (laughs) That was good. I like that. You got me. All right. um, (laughs) Rapidoo. On to the next uh, rumor in the rumor mill. This one doesn't make as much sense. I completely agree. All right. So 
Emily Blunt is also being considered for a Mara Jade role of some kind. Which I don't get. And, like, now that's, you know, Bane, I think, is the perfect type of character that if you're going to bring back... EU. Like, an EU, a Legends character. Right. That makes perfect sense, especially because, like, his timeline is basically 100% his own. Right. Exactly. I mean, because truly, it sits way between, like, right in the middle of, like, KOTOR, which is 4,000 years ago, and then the events of the movies, which are, you know, kind of zero year and yeah. he's like a thousand bby the sith have been dead for more than a millennium yes right so through to that whole end it's perfect right it's it is right perfect. in the middle that you can you can totally play with it yeah whereas mara jade yeah it doesn't work <laughs> no it, it doesn't work and like i mean what what potential circumstance could she even come into and like i don't care for a mara jade story that doesn't feature luke mm-hmm. and it's not gonna feature luke obviously for obvious reasons unless they do like a young sebastian stan like playing you know <laughs> you know mark hamill's luke yeah. skywalker or whatever because i mean people have proffered that he looks like a young mark hamill at times i guess i could see that if you do like that like that fake out thing where you put his yeah. face over marks like in yeah. the original still it kind of yeah. lines up yeah but i know what you mean but yeah, but I don't want that story. Like, I just don't want that story. Yeah, so I mean, to <laughs> kind of get at what we're talking about, like Mara Jade's story, it's it's encompassing around Luke's story after the events of Return of the Jedi. Right. This is before the new sequels. This is before the prequels. This is entirely EU. She was in, introduced in the first Thrawn book, heir to the heir to the Empire. Right. And uh, I mean, her story, like she, they, the way that they wrote her in, the way that Timothy Zahn wrote her out, is that she's kind of been there from the beginning, right? And she's just been hiding in the shadows, yeah. And I, I think I even brought this up like a couple weeks ago in one of our other episodes where I said that like Luke had that pipe dream where he was on the this you know on the skiff above the Sarlacc pit, and instead of the lightsaber flying to his hand. It like zips away and goes into another person's hand who happens to be Mara Jade because right. she was undercover. Yes. Because, spoilers for anyone who doesn't know this, she's the hand of the Emperor. Right. Da da da. I don't know. She, yeah. And like, I mean, her kind of characterization has been played out in other mediums, though. Like, mm-hmm. I would argue that like Asajj Ventress is basically Mara Jade. Right. Just weirder. It's it's weirder, but it's like, it's, it's to the timeline. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. it's and not so much she's doing it. Yeah. She's not doing it for the emperor. She's doing it for Dooku. Right. Right. But she's kind of like a secret apprentice kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, but there's so much. Like, there has been so much written into the new Disney canon about secret apprentices. Yeah. And kind of the <laughs> notion of force users that Carrie. are not. Yeah. That aren't Sith, but they're. Force, yeah, but they're gray or dark or whatever you want to call them. Right. It, it, it the middle ground, if you will. Like, the, there's no place for a character like the Emperor's Hand. Yeah. If she's not, you know, if her character's not acting opposite of Luke, it just doesn't fit right to me. That's so. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly what I feel like. Like, personally, I feel like both of us would enjoy a Mara Jade storyline if it happened to follow. You know, like what we event, know of yeah. Mara Jade. Like, if they wanted to some, like, 
I don't know, for some reason, go back and like do the original Thrawn trilogy <laughs> and just be like, we're just going to do this. Like that would be amazing. They'll get Alden Ehrenreich to be Han Solo. They'll get <laughs> Donald Glover to be Lando. Lando. Cause it, everyone's there. Yeah. And it's actually like, I mean, it's a great story. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going through it again right now, actually just yeah. kind of get myself pumped for the new Thrawn book coming out. Yeah. But like, I mean, just recast everybody. Uh, right. La- Lars Mikkelsen could come back and be Thrawn in, you know, physical <sighs> appearance. That'd be so cool. Instead of just doing his voice. Yeah. Like, if they wanted to do that, like, I don't even give a crap. Like, do that it. Would, that would be great. <laughs> but, but that's like the only way that I would really be okay with like a Mara Jade story. Hot take. Real quick, off the top of your head, who would you cast to be Captain Pellion? Sam Neill. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Who would you pick? I was going to think like Wolford Brimley. <laughs> <laughs> he can, he always... can redeem himself from uh, Ewoks movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Where he like says the F word real quietly. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean like, cause personally I always feel like, you know, anytime I've listened to or, you know, read slash listened to the, you know, the original Thrawn books, Pellion, he's always one of, one of my favorite characters. Cause he was just, he was just straightforward. You yeah. Know? He's, he's one of those mythical competent, you know, officers. Yeah, mythical competent imperial. <laughs> but he always sounded like he had just a big burly mustache yeah. and like, you know, maybe a, a, you know, a bald head and like just chopped, you know, thin chopped hair. But yeah, that's kind of how I always pictured him, which is kind of like a rugged, like a refined slash rugged Colonel Sanders. Yes. Like in, in, in imperial clothes. Yes. But yeah, that's me. I like the Sam Neill thing though. I could totally see that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of Sam Neill with like a white mustache though. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't have to be white. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but like, I th- I, I, like I've heard that he's like a farmer now. Like that's what he does. Oh yeah, life finds a way, right? <laughs> he's one bean at a time. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, poor Neil. But yeah, so I mean, honestly, like if I had to cast a role, I could probably see Mara Jade. Or sorry, I could probably see Mara Jade played as you know played by Emily Blunt. Yeah, it's I mean, I suppose theoretically I don't have an issue with that. Yeah. Although I feel like she should just be dedicating her... If she's going to sign up for like a big multi-faceted film or movie or TV or whatever deal... It's going to be... It has to be as Sue Storm with her hus- her actual real-life husband... John Krasinski. John Krasinski. <laughs> just uh, give that look in the camera. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then I don't even care who uh, Human Torch and the thing, thing would are. be. Yeah. I was having this. The con- thing should actually probably be Rain Wilson. Now that I think about it, for literally a, a millisecond, <laughs> we were trying to talk about this. I don't know if we if we were if we were all talking. And Human about Torch this. would be BJ Novak. There, there done. you go, done. <laughs> Fan cast right there. And all of a sudden, like Sue Storm gets replaced with uh, Jenna Fisher halfway yeah. through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so or actually no, Jenna Fisher should be Mara Jade. She's there already go. got she the red hair. She has actual red hair. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like. I'm okay with the casting idea. It's mainly just I think we both have kind of we kind of have problems with the idea that like the story's been told. Yeah, you know, you yeah, can't exactly. go back and do that. Right. So, I don't know. That's yeah. that's just us. Um, I, I agree with that. So the last one, I'll actually let you bring up a little bit because you actually brought it to me. Right. So you want me to say? Or do you want to just? Well, so basically, the rumor is, and we'll get it i'll get into why i think all of these rumors have popped up recently mm-hmm. in a moment but the rumor is that they're looking at casting somebody to play ahsoka tano in a live action role oh yeah 
What that live action role is, we have no idea. Don't know if it would be like an Ahsoka TV show. Don't know if like it would be some sort of film that would tie to this Mara Jade project. Maybe. I mean, you know, there's nothing has been stated to that end, but that's just like the most recent weather balloon. And that's what I think all of these are. Yeah. I mean, they're just kind of proffering it out there to kind of get some spells yeah, going. I mean, they want to see if people react positively to an, uh, to a suggestion or not. Negatively. And yeah. they just kind of move forward. Yeah. And if they, you know, or if they just don't react at all. Because apathy would probably be worse than like a negative response. All right. So let me put it to you this way. Like, imagine yourself... You, me, and your sister at, I think when we went to go, like, Star City to go see the original Clone Wars, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, the movie what was just, like, the first three episodes. Yeah. And we both, we, we all, all three of us walked out, and we were just like, this is Ahsoka. What? <laughs> yeah. What's the deal? Like, Why? she's just going to die anyways, yeah. right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, now we're like, oh, she's got to be in the movie. Come on. Like, yeah. we're, we're pumped. We have to know what happened to Ahsoka. Yeah. You know, like, don't do anything. Right. Like, I'm actually, uh, if they do if they do decide to do something with Ahsoka, whether it be TV show, whether it be her own standalone movie, I doubt it's going to get that far. I'll be interested to see how they can pull it off. Because if they can even pull it off in the slightest, mm-hmm. that'll, be the, like, that'll be one of the biggest achievements that they could have in Star Wars lore. Yeah, the character who started off as just a cartoon character, as well as just a cartoon character design, people didn't like. That no one liked. It was just <laughs> it was point straight to like little girls, like to yeah. get them into it and everything like that. And before you know it, like all the all the big boys, you and me both, we're crying when she's like, "I know." And then she walks away from Anakin at the yeah. end. It's like, "Come on, man!" Yeah. So what the hell? And then her coming back, and it's like, "Oh, I still have to get her like her novel." I'm right because it the same person, E.K. Johnson. Yes. She's the same one who did uh, Queen's Shadow. Right. I want to get into it and read that because it's also read by... Uh, by the, Ashley Eckstein. Yes, uh, who actually voices Ahsoka. So yeah. but that's so, cool. But that kind of proves an issue for me. Okay. I mean, so if you read this article, um, <coughs> for whatever reason, like the name that they associate with Ahsoka is Rosario Dawson. Hmm. Which, I mean... <laughs> well, if it, she's older... yeah. And, like, Rosario kind of has the eyes and everything to go yeah. for it. Like, well, like personally, I, mean, I can see that. Appearance-wise, I can actually totally see it. But I just don't know that I could get behind a story about Ahsoka where it's not Ashley Eckstein's voice, pl- like, coming from her, you know, from her mouth. Interesting. I mean, there, other things have been done, you know. I mean, just look at Darth Maul, man. Ray yeah. Park did the action. And yeah. And the guy from... You know, England did the other one. I yeah, can't think of it. Peter Serafinowitz. Yes, he did the voice of it. Oh, actually. trust me. My my episode one trivia is as good as it's ever going to be. Which is like staggering right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I, I don't know. I Personally, I felt like that was just... I, I, I would be interested to see that. Like, out of all three of them, I don't know. Personally, maybe I would want to see Dave Bautista. But I, I mean, then again, like, I think the most... Uh, most reliable story might actually be the Ahsoka rumor out of the three of them, I feel like. Well, I would say yes and no. I mean, I think it has the best chance of coming true, mm-hmm. especially when you're like, you know, the the big takeaway, like I think the big takeaway with Darth Bane rumors are like Dave Batista as Darth Bane. Right. Not even so much like, oh yeah, we're definitely doing a TV show or whatever. Whatever. But, like, it's pretty vague to just say, oh, we have this character who's been beloved now for a while, and 
She's appeared in several different mediums, but she's never been in a live action role. Yes. And we're going to figure that out. And it would just be the same thing they did with Saw. Yeah. Started off as a cartoon character yeah. and made it to the live action. I mean, I, could, like, I even kind of wonder if there's a path where, like, I don't know. Like, could she still be alive for episode nine? Probably. Well, that's just it. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know about, like, you know, the biology of the Togruta. How long they actually yeah, last. Yeah, how long they would live. Right. Well, so, I mean, yeah, to kind of finish that out, just, like, think about, just think about where she ended up, you know, in in her story i'll just right. say i'll put it that, that way that's I'm, fine i'm that's really good... trying not to spoil yeah. anything yeah because she does play a part yes in rebels yeah but i won't say as much because i i would like for everyone who's a, who's a fan of star wars to actually give rebels a chance at least get yourself through like the first season and then from season two on it's i mean it's it's pumping you know and it's just you never expect what's going to happen to happen but it's like it's actually really fun yes um and to that end like it's like we said, we, you can never picture us being excited for Ahsoka. And now we're like, well, if it's going to be Ahsoka, it's got to be Ashley. You yeah. can't take Rosario. Yeah. You know, so that's what I'm saying. Like, that kind of power behind that kind of character, like, that should tell you that this might be the most logical one to happen. Right. So I, I and I would agree with that. I mean, I think that character has, like, I don't think there would be any question that that character would also have the largest following of these three that we've just talked about. Truth. Uh, yeah. Just because, you know, because, I mean, as much as anything, because the character has existed on TV for so long right. at this point and on film, just in animated for- format. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that makes the most sense. So, but as I say, I think these are all just trial balloons. Just yeah. like, get everyone is excited. this, get, yeah, is this getting enough buzz? If so, okay. <laughs> now we'll actually start to like very roughly scream you know, start to put together a storyboard of a story that we think we might tell. And then, you know, it'll probably be five years from now before we actually see one of these. Well, here's hoping. I mean, here's hoping it's not too long. I mean, you know, we already said about, I think it would be like two, three years before the next trilogy is supposed to. Right. Yeah. Happen. So it'll be 2022 right. by the time, uh, the next trilogy comes the, out. The Benioff and Weiss. Yes. It's coming out. All right. Well, Hey, it's, uh, it's been a fun time. I think that's about all of it, right? That's all the news to cover. Yeah. At least Star Wars news yes. to cover. We're going to talk about a little bit of personal news right now. Yes. Uh, so uh, if anyone's been paying attention, um, within about a month or so from now, yeah. uh, we Andrew and I will be celebrating our one-year anniversary of yeah. actually starting Gra- uh, Greedo Shot first. Which sounds insane to me. It really does. It sounds <laughs> insane to me because we actually kind of quote-unquote had the anniversary of the party that started this all right yeah we have, we have crossed that threshold so now it's kind of like okay this is like the grace period exactly when we we got together we kind of started out with like okay well what does this look like how yeah. you know how are we going to present do, this what do we want to talk about all that stuff yes so and it's just exciting so i mean to kind of go along with that we're going to try and do like a maybe a an anniversary show of some kind yeah um want to do something special but we don't know what that is. Yeah, we don't know what that is. If anyone has any ideas, I mean, we're we're always at ears. You know, get at us on our Facebook page. Uh, you know, leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Or uh, you know, go visit the you know, check out some of our older episodes. Check out our first episode. Yeah. I mean, it it's not as good as this one's going to sound. I promise you. But check it out on Reggie's House Podcast. We have them all there. Um, but for the time being, you know, since 
this will actually be we have the rare chance when it comes to like starting a new show that we'll actually be able to see the new movie in real time and give a real time like review to it once it comes out this December. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, episode nine. And so with that, we do want to kind of announce that for the next few months leading up to episode nine, we're going to be doing uh, movie reviews. Yeah. Because uh, we've, you know, we, we've talked about the movies a number of times and everything like that, but we've never actually sat down and kind of just broken them down. Yeah. Focused so, on one movie at a time. Yeah. You know, we kind of jump around pretty quickly, I think. And I, I mean, as much as I think we're going to do this, we're probably still going to jump around. But well, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to definitely try and focus on it. So the idea is we're going to do episodes one through eight, uh, Phantom Menace all the way up to The Last Jedi in increments. Yes. And we're going to release them here and there. Uh, it's just kind of his bonus episodes. Yeah. And I mean, so, so I think the aesthetic, from my point of view anyway, mm-hmm. um, is that it'll basically take our podcast from being bi-weekly up to weekly, at least through the launch of Rise of Skywalker. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not going to start right away. It'll probably be, I think it's like, there's a certain point in mid-August where if we start from that point, it will mean that The Last Jedi will come out. Right in time. Right in time for us to have seen Rise of Skywalker. Right, exactly. So it'll give us plenty of time to give us a little bit of notes. We'll get some trivia about the movie. Um, you know, we'll talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, maybe our experience seeing it for the first time, stuff like that. Yes. So, you know, just kind of keep your ear to the ground and get excited. I'm excited about it, you know. So, but I mean, again, I, I, I just want to thank everyone for, you know, sticking it out with us and listening and downloading and hopefully telling friends and family if they're into Star Wars or any kind of like nerd news in general. Yeah. Um, you know, we try to cover a lot of stuff, but we always say that our, you know, our main topic is usually Star Wars. So, um, again, thank you to everybody. Uh, I'm so happy that we could be doing this for almost exactly one year now. I know. And we hope to be keeping, uh, you know, we hope to keep bringing you some more entertainment and everything like that. And, I mean, as always, I had a great time. Did you have a good time? Maybe after a year I'll change what I say here. But it was a boring conversation anyway. I bet it was. (laughs) Ha ha.